0: Sunbelt West Showdown, the Texas State Bobcats visiting the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, uh, we got kind of off weeks and... uh, App State is not playing uh, coastal until Tuesday. We have those midweek games uh, coming up, so we can go a little bit deeper dive into some of the ball games. We'll wait for the we'll wait for Monday uh, to roll around to preview that Tuesday game. We only have one, two, three, four, five ball games to preview uh, this week. Uh, one of the highlight ones is actually Marshall at NC State. That was seven, now down to six and a half. I just have not done well with my picks like this. NC State, maybe I'm not sure if they're that much better than I think they are. They uh, they did cover uh, and almost beat. Uh, they almost beat uh, Louisville, but I think I, I mean I think Marshall's going to win that football game. I think Marshall's better. better football team. But that's not where we are. Okay. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh we do have an opportunity to talk more about each of these games since we only uh not quite half, but almost uh it appears that way. Uh all right. So Texas State is taking on a Louisiana and the Cajuns, I don't understand, have gone from a, it was a pick'em on Sunday, right? Circa gives it out and you know get them from now DraftKings. It's now two and a half on DraftKings. I'm not sure why it's moved that much. Uh, this week, uh, and the over unders kind of gone up, up and down a little bit. It was 67. Then it got to 69. It's back down to 68. That's a lot of points. These two teams are really good offensively. All right. I, as somebody covering the Cajuns, I'm terrified for the Cajuns. I really am. And I think the Cajuns, to be honest with you, have improved a lot over the season. I'm not sure how much Texas state they've improved dramatically overall, exponentially overall but they've been really inconsistent even within their games, right? They, uh, the Baylor one was probably, their Baylor victory was probably their most consistent ball game or UTSA where they weren't particularly good. Obviously Jackson state, they were very good. All right. But they got down 17, nothing to, they got down 17, nothing to Nevada and had to come back and win that one. They're up 42 to 10 to Southern miss. Southern Miss actually had the ball with a chance to take the lead defense came through and they put a score up late uh, to win uh, and cover that ball game, 50 to 36. So they are high powered offense. I understand that. I'm not sure how great the defense is. And we have uh, two different numbers that are diametrically opposed and I don't understand it. My understanding is that there would be no math and that's what I I did it as whereas I think we'll get to the stats in a second. Whereas I think I think the Cajuns are improving, right? The offensive line didn't play particularly well against Northwestern State, all right? Then they had all kinds of issues against ODU defensively, but the O-line played better. Then they destroyed UAB and were destroying uh, Buffalo. They had to hold on to get an interception late. And they were up against Minnesota. If you miss the ball game, I'm not going to sit here and say the Cajuns should have won the game. They m- could have won the game. But Minnesota dominated in the second half with a running game. They just could not stop it. But the game turned on an illegal procedure penalty against the Cajuns that turned a third and two to a third and seven. And then it was an interception. Then came a bad defensive pass interference call, which led to a touchdown. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, well, if the Cajuns get the first down on third and two, they get um, a first down and they score a touchdown. They take the lead. No, this was... First set it down. So, but I'm just saying one bad penalty led to, led to an interception, which led to a bad penalty. That was clearly wrong. And uh, then it it led to a touchdown. They called defensive pass interference. It was obviously uh, offensive pass interference as the Minnesota wide receiver was grabbing Martin, the defensive backs, uh, face mask. Clearly even the uh, big 10 announcers who said it was clearly defensive pass interference, they get the good angle, if you will, when they get back from commercial and they were like, Yeah, our bad. <laughs> Minnesota got away with one. But I think I think Louisiana has gotten better throughout uh, the season. Here are the numbers, they just don't make sense to me. All right. So you get these CFB graphs, all right. So there's a bunch of analytics. So they only have Texas State scoring 30.89 points, and they have the Cajun scoring 30 two, three points, there's like a half a point difference, maybe a little bit more than a half a point difference. And yet they have Texas State winning 59% of the chance, time, I guess. They they give, they give Texas State 59% chance to win, whereas the Cajuns are only 40% chance to win. Now, go on to ESPN, uh, FB, FPI, and the Cajuns have a 57% chance of winning, and Texas State only has a 43% chance of winning. <laughs> I don't get it. I do not get it. Uh, I do think that the Cajuns' defense is a little bit better. They're among the nation's leaders in sacks. This this game very well may come down uh, for those of us here in Louisiana uh, and maybe just college football in general. You know, that Ole Miss-LSU ball game, it's not like LSU didn't get a stop defensively. They did. It was 42-40. They got a stop and scored a touchdown to go up 49-40. The thing is they needed one more stop or one more touchdown, right? So they make it 49-40, Ole Miss scores, LSU gets one first down and then has to punt it back, and they don't get a stop. And so Ole Miss gets the stop they needed when they needed it, and they scored the last two touchdowns. This very well may be that kind of game, Texas State and uh, the Cajuns. What I don't think matters at all, I really don't, Texas State's never beaten the Cajuns. Texas State is 0-10 against the Cajuns. And I think they're all by double digits. They are not close games. Now, that's a lot of raging Cajuns and a lot of Bobcats have played in that game, in those games. The thing is, not many are left, certainly not in San Marcos. Half the the roster's turned over. So you'd be lucky to find a few people who have played more than one game against the Cajuns. Although, uh, Kev Giardello... Uh with the winner get bent podcast, Texas State's podcast, which I'm also on today. Uh, he mentioned there is one guy, <laughs> there's one player that's been there since 2018. So he suffered in almost 18, 19, 20, almost half the losses. Uh, and my point is those things don't matter at all. Not at all. This is GJ Kinney, this is TJ Finley. You know how many, how many combined losses to the Cajuns that they have? As Texas Bob State as Texas State Bobcats zero, so I'm not I'm not putting anything into that that I'm not that has nothing to do with what I'm thinking about. What I'm worried about for the Cajuns are can they get the defensive signals in quickly enough, and can they figure out how to get the safeties involved defensively? Because if they're running a lot of what ODU did, the Cajuns had all kinds of issues, and they really didn't figure it out until the end of the ball game. They had a shot to to tie things up. All right. The defense did get a stop in that game. But I I am thoroughly concerned about what is going to happen in this ballgame for the Cajuns. I'm actually going to take Texas State. I think Texas State's going to win this game. Kind of hope that I'm wrong. But I think Texas State is going to win this football game. I'm not betting on either team. I am going to have some fun with the over. I mean, come on. I I think both these teams are going to score 35 points in this game. That's what I think. All right, uh, we did go into depth a little bit more than I wanted to on that one, but that's a big matchup, and it's here, so we did that. Uh, so when we come back, we'll continue going over week six of uh, the Sun Belt action. All right, so can South Alabama get a win? So something else says they. I don't think they beat Monroe. They have, or they don't. They haven't beaten Monroe in Monroe. They struggle against Monroe. They They struggled the last two times against Monroe. So we'll see how that is. We'll continue previewing uh, week six when uh, we get back. Let me tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain they have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Put your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdowncollege that's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Quickly continued, thanks. We are growing, about 730 subscriptions again. on about the same pace now as the audio downloads, we were ahead. We had a big day a couple of days ago, so that's always fun when you see a record-setting day. I think work caught up with me. I couldn't post it uh, on social media. Maybe I'll do it again tomorrow uh, for the uh, for yesterday's episode featuring uh, Davis Print He was very kind with his time. Uh, I don't think I posted it, so it got caught up. I got caught up with work. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, continuing with Week Five. No, week uh, six, I'm sorry. Week six uh, preview. Uh, and South Alabama's going to Monroe. Well, I'm, I'll tell you this right now. It's actually down to 10. I'm going to take Monroe. I think South Alabama will win the game. I think at one point in time, this was 12 and a half. And I probably made a joke that only people in Mobile would understand uh, on Twitter that I don't think South Alabama should be a 12 and a half point favorite over Sarah Land. It was like the best one of the best high school teams in the nation. Maybe the best high school team in Alabama. So I think South Alabama will figure out a way to win this football game. But I don't think it's going to be by 10 points. They just need to hit the reset button. They kind of just need to go back to square one. They're getting good seasons out of LaDainian Webb and Colin Lacey. But Carter Bradley's got eight touchdowns and five interceptions. All right, and and one was a pick six last week that got tipped. He had a bunch of bunch of passes that were tipped last week right at the line of scrimmage. Like they could time his play because he gets rid of the ball so quickly, right? It's kind of like play action and stride and throw. And they know it's coming. they They know they can't get to him. So they just jump and they they block some passes. One went into the air and it got picked off. and that basically ended the ball game. You know, you get a score on that drive. all of a sudden it's seventeen. This would have been 17, would have been 1714. I think it was 177 17, and they could have made it 1714. Who knows what happens after that? But that's not what happened. So see if South Alabama can get a reset and go from there. Because I, again, that is the one I maybe I'll find out from sources, if you will, uh, what people think has gone wrong here. All right because it has gone incredibly wrong. <laughs> okay. In fact, they need to win out so I can get over. I didn't get seven and a half. I got eight. I don't think they're going to win it out, all right. but I think they are going to win this week. Uh, all right. We got Marshall and NC State. Uh, I think Marshall's, Marshall's going to win. Let's see what NC State. I saw a little NC State last week. I don't think they're very good. Specifically, (laughs) they struggled. You got Brennan Armstrong. Is he the former Virginia quarterback? Let's see. here. Where did he go? Yeah. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five. So this is his sixth year uh, in college football. And I didn't think NC State looked all that good last week against uh, Louisville. They've beaten UConn. 24-14, 24-14, uh, they lost to Notre Dame 45-24. They beat VMI 45-7. They they squeaked past Virginia 24-21. I think the coach complained that it wasn't as impressive a victory as it could have been, and they got banged up like during the game. They were down a few players, maybe even including a couple of safeties, uh, and they eked out a, a, a loss. They eked out a 13-10 loss. Eked out. They came up short against uh, Louisville at home, I just don't think NC State's very good. What we'd like to see from Marshall is not falling behind <laughs> each and every game, right? They fell behind against Albany. They fell behind against East Carolina, fell behind against Virginia Tech. Although Virginia Tech, I think Virginia Tech was just 7 nothing. I'm not sure I consider that a slow start. Was it 10-0? No, it was 7-7. And so I don't count, you know them scoring on their first possession and you not. I don't really necessarily count that as a slow start. I mean they were beating Virginia Tech uh 17 to 10 and half. So I don't know. That's not that's not really a slow start. The ODU was a slow start. That was 21 to three. <laughs> that was 21 to 3. So let's see if Marshall uh can get it going. Uh Cam Fancher and Rashin Ali obviously let's see what the see what the matchup is uh per se. See uh, It could be competition. I don't know. But no one would think that Marshall has got more passing yards than NC State, right? I don't care what the competition is. 243 to 194, it's like 50 yards. Yards rushing about the same. Marshall 170, almost, to 150. Uh, Yards allowed is interesting. NC State only gives up 322 yards allowed, and they only give up 95 yards, a ball game on the ground. So it's going to be Marshall's running attack in Rasheed Ali against NC State's rushing defense. That's the big matchup uh, right there. Also, and oddly enough, NC State gives up a bunch of yards in the air. They give up 226 yards in the air. I don't know if that's a bunch of yards. They give up 226 yards in the air, and Marshall passes for 240. So we'll see if uh, the delineation in that number Marshall has issues, and maybe this is skewed because of last week against ODU. They're almost giving up 200 yards a game on the ground. That's a problem. That's a problem. And NC State rushing for 150 yards on the ground, that could be an issue. Yeesh. All right. So we'll see what happens there. I think Marshall flat out wins the ballgame. Six and a half point spread. Uh, I will – I'm going to double down what I did last week, take the point spread and the money line, and see if I can get lucky. I certainly didn't get lucky last week. All right, let's take a timeout. When we come back, we got Arkansas State and Troy, and a last gasp for ODU and Southern Miss. Now, time to tell you about FanDuel. Yeah, snap into the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet. That's two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. That's a wide range of betting options included. Spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of uh, the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, on Sunbelt, your team every day. Again, on Monday, we'll have a recap on Sunday for the week. But on Monday's episode, we'll recap what we did on Sunday. And we'll also preview... Uh, the big matchup uh coastal Carolina uh taking on app state I I think app state's gonna win that ball game I'm not sure how close that's gonna be do not do not take what happened last week and move it to what happened this week all right any win on the road is a good win and as Sean Clark so you know directly put it you know I'm gonna cheer anytime I win so I don't I don't blame him all right I don't blame them. And you win on a 54 yard field. You get a goal line stand and you win on a 51 yard on a 54 yard field goal. I'm cheering. (laughs) I don't blame them. (laughs) Uh, Not at all. Okay. Uh, Does Arkansas state get a dose of a reality? They're going to Troy. And I mean, what an in-season turnaround. What an in-season turnaround for uh, the Red Wolves. You got, Jalen Raynor, did I? Let me see here. I may have said the wrong name here. Yeah, it's Jalen Raynor, freshman quarterback. Remember, this is this team was outscored 110 to three. Now it's like 125. Now they've scored 125 in the last three games, right? They scored, I think, like two touchdowns in the first quarter against UMass, scored 17 points. They scored two touchdowns, right? They didn't have one touchdown in their first two ballgames. So they went 31-7 over Stony Brook. They uh, beat Southern Miss 44-37 and upended UMass, which had a couple of close losses, 52-28. All right? Now, I understand what those teams are like, and they're going to Troy. So we're going to find out this week if Arkansas State is for real because Troy's defense is playing much better these days. And all of a sudden, Gunnar Watson is putting up, you know, not Gunnar Watson numbers. (laughs) He's putting up like 350 yards in a game. So, you know, if that offense is going and the Troy defense is getting better, Troy's defense down to 300 yards a game. Passing, Passing yards 210 and rush yards allowed 92. Good luck. Good luck. It's going to be the offense versus the defense. That's for sure. Uh, and Arkansas State actually has a pretty good uh, balanced attack. Troy, all of a sudden. I'm like, how about that? Who, who'd see that coming? Troy's averaging 415 yards a game. <laughs> see that coming. So you got Kamani Vidal and uh, what, Chris Lewis uh, and uh, Gunnar Watson. So we'll see. I mean, Rainer, what, in two plus games? It's two plus games, right? 10 touchdowns, one interception. (laughs) That's great. Good for him. Good for the Red Wolves. Uh, See what they can do against Troy. Uh, We will see if they are for real. That game is three o'clock. I will take Troy in this ballgame. What's a spread? Spread 16. (laughs) I would not bet that personally. I'll take Troy to win. That's that, that. Anytime I bet against Troy this year, I've paid for it. So we're gonna go with Troy. <laughs> literally, literally, I've paid for it. All right, last game to talk about ODU and uh, Southern Miss. I think it was Southern Miss's AD it was not quite the vote of confidence, but he put out a whole thing. Please support our team. Uh, and the, the football season has not gone as planned. So the miss needs to win this football game. All right. You just, you can't allow old dominion to come in there uh, and beat you regardless of what they did last week against Marshall. All right. Try not to give up, you know, three plays of 75 yards and running for touchdowns. Uh, so the miss has to win this football game. All right. This is the last gas effort, effort for them this season. And God forbid they lose. What happens to the Fighting wheel halls. We don't even want to think about that, to be honest with you. So uh, I think Southern Miss will win this. They are favored by one and a half. I'll take the Golden Eagles in this one. Uh, Still don't know what's happened with the quarterback situation there with Old Dominion. I got to find that out, and I got to find out what's going on in App State, right? Because we're at this point where I, I presume you're sticking with Joy Aguilar, right? But Brian Berger, you know, I presume is pretty close to healthy. And we got to find out what happened with Jack Shields uh, and Grant Wilson uh, as well. All right. Uh, all right. So what do we got? We got uh, Southern Miss to win and to cover. I got Troy begrudgingly <laughs> to cover and win. I got Marshall to win flat out and cover. I got Monroe to cover South Alabama to win. And I actually have Texas State beating uh, the Cajuns. i I not sure it's a great matchup for the Cajuns, but we'll see. All right, it is a new day in San Marcos, and they can start the season out five and one. All right, thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt. Uh, I am your host Dave Schultz. Really do appreciate the continued growth, getting good feedback. Again, it's it's not just one team, so it's really tough to being featured to feature each uh, and every team uh, as much as I'd like. Do what I can, uh, and I am getting good feedback when we do you know, do a Georgia Southern feature, do a, uh, Marshall feature. So we're trying to spread the wealth, so to speak, uh, and, uh, get as met, much info on all of the teams as we can. And uh, I'm certainly going to be re- reaching out to Butch Jones next week. If they, t- <laughs> if they take down Troy, that'll be at the top of the list. Uh, all right. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy week six. We'll be back with you, uh, next week. We may be doing some updates over the weekend as well. So be on the lookout uh, for that. Once again, I'm your host, Dave Schultz. And you've been watching and listening to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day.